Hello! From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. In case you're just tuning in, here's the deal. Every weekday, we're talking about women from around the world and throughout history, who you may not know about but definitely should. Each month is themed. This month, we're talking about activists, women who fought to make the world a better place. Today, we're talking about a woman who was a writer, teacher, poet, abolitionist, and suffragist. Though she faced prejudice due to her gender and race throughout her life, she tirelessly fought for freedom and education for all. Meet Charlotte Fortin Grimke. Charlotte Louise Bridges Fortin was born on August 17, 1837. Her family had long lived in Philadelphia. Charlotte's grandfather, James Fortin, was a fourth-generation resident of the city. He served in the American Revolution, became a sailmaker, and eventually one of the wealthiest people of African descent in the new United States. He was also one of the best-known abolitionists. Activism ran deep in the family. The Fortin household was filled with prominent members of the abolition movement throughout Charlotte's childhood. Her father, grandfather, and uncle were among the drafters of the appeal on behalf of 40,000 disenfranchised African Americans, and her grandmother and aunts were founders of the Philadelphia Female Anti-Slavery Society. When Charlotte was just three years old, her mother died. Her father remarried, but the role of Charlotte's mother was largely taken over by her grandmothers and aunts. At that point in time, schools in Philadelphia were segregated. Charlotte's father sent Charlotte to Salem, Massachusetts to attend an integrated educational institution. She enrolled at Higginson Grammar School for Girls in 1853. After graduation, Charlotte continued her education at Salem Normal School, what's now known as Salem State University. She attended a year and a half long program to become a teacher in which she studied a wide variety of subjects, including literature, Latin, physiology, math, and geography. Charlotte described her time in Salem as very happy. Still, she was subject to racism and prejudice. She wrote in her journal, I wonder that every colored person is not a misanthrope. Surely we have everything to make us hate mankind. Even while she was in school, Charlotte was an incredible writer. She wrote essays and poems that were published in the Liberator and the Salem Register. After school, Charlotte became the first African-American teacher to work in Salem's public school system. She briefly went back to Philadelphia due to health issues before returning to Salem to take more classes and to teach at Higginson, the school she'd previously attended. And then came the Civil War in 1860. When Union forces eventually recaptured the area between Savannah, Georgia, and Charleston, South Carolina, and the adjacent coastal islands, there was a newfound opportunity for formerly enslaved people. The Union created what was called the Port Royal Experiment. Formerly enslaved people were asked to harvest cotton to support the Union war effort in exchange for then gaining ownership of the land they were farming. In addition to that exchange, formerly enslaved people were now allowed to seek education they were previously barred from receiving. When Charlotte heard about the Port Royal experiment, she headed south. In October of 1862, she traveled to St. Helena Island off the coast of South Carolina to help teach hundreds of formerly enslaved people to read. 
Charlotte purposefully taught her students about black heroes, including Francois-Dominique Toussaint Louverture, the leader of the Haitian Revolution. In a journal entry dated November 13, 1862, she wrote, Talk to the children a little while today about the noble Toussaint. It's well that they should know what one of their own color could do for his race. In 1864, Charlotte returned to New England. After the Civil War ended, she became the secretary of the Teachers Committee of the New England Freedmen's Union Commission. She moved back to South Carolina and taught there for a bit before moving again, this time to Washington, D.C., to teach at the city's sole college prep school for black students. It was there that Charlotte met Reverend Francis Grimke, a formerly enslaved man who'd been freed after the Civil War. The couple married in 1878. In 1880, Charlotte gave birth to a daughter. Tragically, their daughter died six months later. Charlotte and Francis shared a passion for activism and were leaders in the growing black community of wealth in DC. Francis was a co-founder of the NAACP. Charlotte helped to found the National Association of Colored Women. Other members of their circle included Frederick Douglass and Mary Church Terrell. Throughout her life, Charlotte continued to use her skills as a writer to call attention to issues of injustice, including Jim Crow laws and racist violence. In 1885, Charlotte and Francis moved to Florida though Charlotte returned north periodically due to poor health. On July 23, 1914, Charlotte Grimke died in Washington, D.C. She was 76 years old. All month, we're talking about activists. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica. And follow me directly on Twitter, at Jenny M. Kaplan. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. If you shrink into a corner when people start talking politics because you're afraid your knowledge gaps will be exposed, don't you worry, you are not alone. I'm Hannah McCarthy. And I'm Nick Capodice. We are the authors of A User's Guide to Democracy how America works. Starting September 7th, we'll be taking over the Quick and Dirty Tips Unknown History podcast. Over four weekly episodes, we're going to help you go from confused to confident. Subscribe to Unknown History wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.